From finance to family. It's meant for everyday people to understand and you don't have to stress about technical terms and stuff. They, they just say it like a real person. And maintaining your lifestyle. I'm ready to go fishing. It's time for Guarding Your Nest Egg with Mike Lester of Talon Wealth along with Kristen Charles. Join the conversation at guardingyournestegg.com. A lot of serious stuff to get to on this episode, but don't worry, we try to find a way to make finance fun. Can't wait to see how you're going to make finance fun. Here we go. You just you just promised Dude, everybody. Dude, I have been trying have for fun. almost 10 years. It's pretty much impossible. <laughs> I mean, it's fun for nerds relati- like me. You it's know, a we'll relative see level of fun okay less drag we talk about numbers for a little while then we talk about something else right and then we talk about numbers for a little while then we talk about something else so back and forth right yeah people engaged okay the chaos on wall street who's really to blame for it that Mm -hmm. uh okay that's not fun the pros and cons of the current interest rate situation and how all right i just felt like you oversold it on the intro there with fun but uh well here's the fun they study by the University of Alabama, Birmingham, found that spending 20 minutes in a park or any green space can make mm-hmm. the average person happier. And it doesn't matter if you're just sitting there hanging out on a bench, walk, or they even suggest playing Frisbee. You love stuff like that. I do love Frisbee. What's that Frisbee yeah. game you do with the buckets? I know what you're talking about. I have not played it. It's almost like a trash can. You yeah. like to play it on the beach. I remember that. It's not buckets. It's, it's bottles. There is a game. I've seen people play it. I haven't played it. It's almost like a trash can. You throw a Frisbee. What we play is called Bottle Bash. It's a bottle on a pole, and you throw Frisbees back and forth trying to knock the bottle off. And uh, it's good fun. It's also very dangerous. I mean, um, people get hurt playing bottle. I mean, how do you get hurt with a Frisbee? Well, you know, hits you right in the teeth. That's not good. I guess you could get hurt playing cornhole, but come on. You don't hear me crying. I don't know what kind of cornhole you're playing. It's basically bags, and I don't know how you get hurt. I mean, that's a Frisbee is what I'm saying. The Frisbees, you can get hurt with a Frisbee. But anyway. Are you talking about Frisbee golf? You know, I'm not going to look it up here on the air today, but there's literally a game I've seen in people play it. It's almost like there's a couple of trash cans lined mm-hmm. up and you're throwing it. Hey, how about next week? We'll have the answer because I probably should. But If anyway. I lose focus on the financial facts that we had to talk about, we'll never get back to it. I, so I, I really do not want to distract you <laughs> from something that actually means something to someone that's listening. All joking aside, this is what we mean. It is a balanced show. We talk about shenanigans, and then we talk about what really matters. Because shenanigans sometimes life is, is life needed. is a frisbee, Christmas, Kristen. <laughs> I mean, you just don't know what's going to happen. Okay. I don't want to laugh while I say this because it's people's livelihoods we're talking about. But it's it's got me concerned, and I know our listeners too, Mike. There's a lot of tech companies that announced proactive layoffs because of concerns about the slowing economy. But it looks like those pink slips are creeping into other areas. I saw where Tyson is laying off nearly 1,700 workers and closing two plants. Amazon cutting 9,000 more jobs after the announcement of the 18,000 layoffs earlier this year. UBS could globally cut 36,000 jobs after the Credit Suisse merger. Disney started notifying workers of their plans to cut, I think, 7,000 jobs. And... Hmm. Save this one for last, the nation's largest private employer, Walmart, cutting hundreds of jobs at their fulfillment centers. So these are non-tech layoffs. And the first ones I've heard about 
How can the American economy be okay right now? Why would anybody want to invest? And that's not good for me to say, I know. Investing right now is difficult really for, I I think, most people. So if you just have cash money on the sideline, which is um, frankly a a common call that we'll get. Somebody says, hey, listen, I've got this much money on the side. It's been sitting in my checking account or my savings account or, or whatever. I'm wondering if now is a good time to invest. And if I did invest that money, how should I invest it? So, of course, we're going to go back to what your goals are right with that money. So Mm -hmm. maybe it's growth, maybe it's income, maybe it's a combination of the two. But it is a struggle for individuals looking to invest. So the first part of your question there is what's with these cutbacks? Why are companies laying people off? That aren't tech. Because we heard about tech earlier on, right? Uh Why are they laying off? This goes to some news here in the past couple of weeks, you know, OPEC cutting production on oil. Like, why are they cutting production on oil? So, So there's cutbacks in oil. There's cutbacks with companies. It's not necessarily because these companies are not profitable now with that level of employment. It's because they're looking at the future. So, so it's projections. We see com- it's projections. Okay. So it's it's this projection of this slowdown. It's projections of this recession. It's projections of, well, where are we going to be three months from now, six months from now, a year from now? So it's a very telling sign that companies are cutting back because they're foreseeing a recession. They're foreseeing sales going down. If you run a corporation, whether it's a small company or a big company, the easiest way to cut expense is to cut employees, right? I mean, other Mm -hmm. types of expenses are more difficult. Employees are the easiest thing to cut. And if you cut an employee, Mm. you know, you you cut their salary, you cut their benefits. You cut their livelihood, man. You cut their livelihood. Yeah. So it's scary, but it is what's going on. Yeah. It is going to have an impact. I guess I've just Um, been on the other end of that so much that mm -hmm. that's why it's so loud for me and a lot of our listeners to hear. I mean, you are the founder of Talent Wealth. If you don't do a good job for your clients, you don't have a job. So you know, your job's on the line every single day <laughs> as a fee-only fiduciary financial so advisor. It's a little different, yeah, but I mean, we're managing retirement accounts for people that are either retired or very close to it. So Katie and I have been very blessed in the sense that she's a physician, I'm a financial advisor. Medical is something that is uh, more or less recession-proof, right? Yeah, we so always people, are going to need people that. Need, no matter what. And so that's that's a pretty conservative thing. So it really doesn't impact us. Interestingly enough, when it comes to financial services, in particular managing retirement accounts, you know, people tend to get more focused on their investments when things aren't going well in the economy or if things aren't going well in markets. And so with the volatility that we're seeing, and in particular, all right, Companies are cutting back, back to our conversation. Why are they cutting back? Well, it's a, a perceived pullback in the economy or a recession. People will become very focused on their portfolios, right? So we've mm-hmm. seen a lot of volatility. 2022 wasn't a great year. 2023 is kind of hit or miss. You know, January is good, February bad, March kind of so-so. Now we're into April. Where are we headed? Navigating that becomes very, very important. And so, and I just want to remind our listeners of this. Right now, when it comes to investing, because interest rates are so high, you know, I'd argue probably likely to go a little bit higher mm. with your investments. Make sure you understand all of the options that are available to you. Personally, I would find it very, very hard to lock my money up in anything long term right now because yeah. on liquid money, I'm getting a great rate. It changes daily, Kristen, but you should be able to get somewhere between 4 and 5% on liquid money right now. Mm-hmm. So take a look at that and then ask yourself, 
why would I lock my money up? If I am, how much are you going to pay me to lock my money up, right? There needs to be an incentive to do that. Another part is, do I want to move into the market or am I talking to an advisor who's telling me to just hang in there? Or maybe I'm hanging in there on my retirement account at work because nobody's giving me advice. If you're going to hang in there or just stay committed to this market, realize you can get paid in most cases, depending on, you know, what's available to you, we'd be happy to have that conversation. But in most cases, over 4% to take zero risk. Hmm. So do an evaluation on your current investments if you're in the market. Find out how much risk you're taking and what you're likely to be compensated for the amount of risk you're taking. And so I think that's the, the most interesting thing that most people don't understand because nobody's actually taken the time to explain it to them is what's my risk level? What's my upside? And if your upside isn't more than, say, 4%, ask yourself, well, why am I taking any risk, right? There, there's no incentive to take risk if you're not making significantly more than 4 And if you are making more than 4 how much risk are you taking? That, that's what analysis is really about, Kristen. Mm -hmm. It's just about being efficient with your investments. What is my return likely to be? How much risk am I taking to get that return? And let's compare that to a zero risk liquid investment. And so we're doing that every day at the office with individuals who have questions about that. Dive in deeper by going to guardingyournestegg.com. And don't forget, if you're listening to our podcast, you like what you hear, please do subscribe and leave us a rating. Obviously, our website is a great way people can communicate with us and communication on the phone, be it in person, you know how I am. I make a friend pretty easily. And I was in line at the grocery store the other day. By the way, the checkout lines seem much longer at almost every store. The help wanted signs still everywhere. And you feel that because you're waiting longer in line. So I overheard two customers in front of me making small talk because, you know, we were there 20 years and mm -hmm. they were going on and on about how things just aren't what they used to be. But my ears perked up when I heard one of them say that with Biden in office, his investment accounts are tanking. It's all Biden's fault. Yeah. That's what I was going to ask. Like, reasonably speaking, I know where you stand politically. I don't think anyone <laughs> could uh, have yeah, trouble guessing right. that. But do you think it's fair to blame the Wall Street craziness on the president? Kristen, I mean, you can't blame it on any one person. And going back to kind of where I like, I, I don't. He's out to lunch. He, I don't think he has any idea what's going on. So, like, I mean, we can blame Biden and the administration. So the policy is the administration. I don't even think he's that involved. But OK, um, so could you yeah. blame his administration for the Wall Street craziness? I would blame them in part for spending. Not that the previous administration didn't spend, but I think that there was more of a reason for the spending, right? Under a little more fiscally responsible, it felt um, like. Yeah. You can't spend all of this money and not eventually have a problem. So I think what I would blame the current administration for mostly when it comes to financial markets is just lack of financial discipline, like you said. I think if there weren't any constraints, and, and thank goodness there are, you know, based on the midterms, if there weren't any constraints, the spending would just be off the hook and would be in even more trouble. But this idea that you can spend and spend and spend and there not be a consequence long-term is a problem. And we're seeing that now. So, okay, we pumped a lot of money into the economy because of COVID. To an extent, it was needed, but then they overdid it, yeah. right? And I mean, so, there were some people that really did need some help, absolutely. No, there's nothing wrong with we helping people. way too far. Way, way, way too far. So we're dealing with that now. 
people ask us, what's your outlook on the market? So maybe it's somebody who has never sat down with us. Maybe it's a, a current client, right? So we're doing updates for current clients all the time. This is our forecast. It doesn't mean that we have a crystal ball. Just, this is our forecast moving forward. This is how we feel about things. This is what we're doing about it. We get calls from people all the time that maybe they would agree with our forecast, but nobody's helping them do something about it. Maybe they just want somebody to help them forecast. That's what active management is all about. But if I look at a forecast, well, you know, we're forecasting a recession. We're forecasting a pullback in the economy. We're forecasting you can't spend over $7 trillion <laughs> and just print that. Well, no, hang on. And there not be an issue. I mean, there's an issue. This can, it just keeps getting kicked down the street. No, no, you didn't right? hear. And they the went and planted some paid. trees, not cherry trees. It's not like a Washington money thing. Trees. Money trees. Yeah, in the back of the White House. It's right out there. Well, that's what Finn wants, the money tree. I told him it's a money tree. <laughs> well, he, he just like plants a, in general. He's a gardener. But... Yeah, but there, yeah, it, it doesn't exist. So the, the point is... Everybody is concerned. And if you're retired or very close to it, you're looking at it going, hey, listen, uh, this bill's got to be paid. Where's the money going to come from? It's going to come from the market. Is it going to come from taxes? Is it going to come from my Social Security? Or, you know, are they going to eliminate it? Like, where is it going to come from? Hence the uh, people in the grocery store bonding over the concern about what's happening with it all. 100%. So the planning part moving forward just needs to be, people hear me say it all the time, but you got to speak with somebody who's going to go over all of your investment options. You need to work with somebody who has a vested interest in you doing well. Right now, doing well might just be sitting tight in a liquid account that's protected, paying you over 4%. Like I hear people all the time trying to push people in the market, trying to push people into an annuity, trying to push people into some kind of a product. I would challenge anybody who's trying to do that Tell the person you're talking to, again, the retiree or the close to retiree, how are you going to do better than liquid money paying me 4 to 5%? Huh. How are you going to do it? It's not going to be in an annuity. I can tell you that right now. On a guaranteed basis, right? It's not going to be. But they say so, it's guaranteed more know, even but, than that. Yeah. Annuity sales are skyrocketing because of fear. They should be plummeting because of what guaranteed rates are mm. with all this inflation. It should be the opposite. So I guess kudos to, you know, the industry that's marketing annuities. It's the insurance industry, by the way. Like, I guess you're doing a really good job of scaring the crap out of people. But it, if you do the math, it doesn't make sense. Why not just park your money somewhere? If you want safety, there's just a better version. And I'm not going to get on my tire again. I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to back off. But if somebody's promoting an annuity to you right now, it's just wrong. So I got to say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to back off. But be careful. I think I have a good topic to make sure you don't get too heated, Mike, especially with the Masters just wrapping up the other day. Golfers are usually looking for any excuse to get out on the green, especially this time of year. Just chipped one away there, Mike. Good job. You did? Oh. No, okay, you did. I don't know how to do that. That wasn't a chip. That was a okay, putt. Okay, I'm good at sound effects. Not it like... Was, uh, <laughs> you know, also, get out on the green? Like, what is that? Okay, Isn't that obvious? <laughs> <laughs> get out on the course. And get out on the green. On the course. Well, it's okay. green, though. Okay, I don't know. But anyway, green, here's yeah. what I do know. I saw right. the side eye Katie gave you the other day when you mentioned playing golf. And I know you're uh, ready. The, the stank eye, stank eye side stank eye, eye, whatever you call eye. it in your house, okay. I saw it. Yeah, right. And an article from Investopedia said there are key things that golf can teach us about investing. They say to make sure you get off to a good start. Know that strategy is strength. Stay calm in the storm. Pick the right clubs and take some lessons. 
stay calm in the storm. To me, what that means is have a good plan and stick to it. So take the emotion out. So to me, a good plan is not hang in there, but you can have a good plan that takes emotion out, meaning just technically let's look at probabilities. Is the market likely to do well or likely to do poorly? And let's adjust accordingly. That's to me, I'm oversimplifying, but that's really what active management is about. Pick the right clubs. It's pick the right investments. That makes sense, right? So for Mm -hmm. your situation, what are you looking to accomplish? Is it growth? Is it income? Is it a combination? Just make sure you choose the right investments. And to me, the right investment, we just talked about it. It's, It's something that's efficient. What's the return likely to be versus the risk you're taking to get that return? Let's make sure that you're not taking more risk than you need to, to get the return that you want. And then take lessons. Ah, Let's just get advice, right? So if you aren't the type of person that is going to be active in the management of your portfolio, just find the right person to help you with that. Uh, I don't think it's somebody selling products or trying to steer you towards something they're going to commission on. I think it's working with a, a true fiduciary, right? Somebody who's not selling products to get a commission, somebody who has a vested interest in you doing well moving forward. And that's what I love so much about what we do, Kristen. I mean, people choose to work with us and they'll keep working with us as long as we're providing value. If it gets to a point where we're not providing value, they're just going to leave, right? So we have a vested interest in doing a good job for our clients. Otherwise, they're not going to keep working with us. Join the conversation now at guardingyournestegg.com. Mike Lester is an investment advisor representative of Talon Private Wealth, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Talon Private Wealth and this station are not affiliated. Information presented on this program is believed to be factual and up-to-date, but we do not guarantee its accuracy, and it should not be regarded as a complete analysis of the subjects discussed. This information should not be considered tax or legal advice. Discussions and answers to questions do not involve the rendering of personalized investment advice, but are limited to the dissemination of general information. The information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any securities or advisory services. Be sure to consult with a tax professional before implementing any investment strategy. Florida license D056341. California license 0N00828. Talon Wealth is the official wealth management team of the Florida Gators. Compensation was paid to Learfield for partnership with the Gators as of January 2023.